Good evening, everyone. In tonight's episode, I'll be creating space for my friend Philip to talk about his coming out experience. On June 12, 2020, he made a post and the caption was, It's time to be true to myself, to accept who I am, and to fully love who I'm becoming. So I've invited him on the podcast tonight to just talk about how he came to terms with that and accepting it and being able to put it on his Instagram. So, hi, Philip. Welcome to the podcast. So, Philip, tell us about your journey. All right. Well, hi, everyone. Um, Carly, thank you for creating this space for me to share my my experience. Um, so yeah, we're almost at at a, like a year since I posted that, and um, it was definitely something that I didn't think I was going to do. Um, I used to say that, yeah, if I do like come out, I'm not gonna make like some kind of like post on any social media. Like, I didn't want to do that. Um, but it's something what I've noticed is that when you grow you you go back on things that you say and then you basically take new routes so I said I was not gonna post anything and then I ended up posting something um, as to why we'll get there but I guess to begin um, since we are talking about just like my whole coming out experience and then how that's been to like where I am now um, I want to say that it started when I came to college, like when I started like, you know, figuring out who I really was. Um, But I think it's just been something that I've always known Mm -hmm. since I was younger. Um, I just remember, I think it was like eight years ago, I had a conversation with my parents about, you know, me thinking I was maybe not straight and how I was afraid that I wasn't going to be, um, oh, my voice just cracked, um, that I wasn't going to be accepted by specifically like the male family members in my family. Um, and that's pretty much all I remember from that conversation. And then it was basically like them saying like, no, it, no matter what, we're still going to love you and support you. Um, and then I said, all right. And um, we said goodnight. And then we never spoke about it again. And then fast forward a couple years. And then um, I came to college. So originally, I'm from Guatemala, which is, in my eyes, it can be seen as a very small community, very um, conservative and religious so um I didn't know how much that affected me until I came to college so when I came to college I I guess I just felt like more free to start exploring I guess um and just you know there's it's always been in the back of my mind like that maybe I wasn't straight 
And so when I came to college, you know, I came to Tampa and I was like, I don't know anyone here. No one knows me. Um, I can basically start fresh. Mm -hmm. And so I started just asking myself like those um, questions about who I really was. And that's when it just, I, I guess it got dark from there because as I started exploring more about like who I really was, I started realizing how much I didn't like that part of myself because I felt that I wasn't gonna be accepted, but really it was me not accepting who I was. Um, so it was my freshman year. Um, I think I've never cried that much in my life. I just, <laughs> that whole first month, I mean, there was <clears throat> a hurricane and everything and I had never been in a hurricane before. Oh yeah, it was, I think it was, was it Irma? Yeah. Freshman year, yeah. Um, so, you know, we had a hurricane that was first time leaving home. I was all alone. I didn't know anyone. And on top of that, you know, I'm exploring this whole new um, side of myself that I knew that was part of me, but I just never, I guess it was repressed. Um, and so I just, I kept, I just felt unhappy, I guess. I felt very insecure. I felt very, it, it, it was just dark. I would just wake up and I just didn't know who I was. And I, yeah, I just didn't like who I was because I was afraid that I was actually this person that was just not gonna fit in and was just not gonna be accepted. Um, so yeah, I, I cried a lot every day. I would just, you know, go to class and then it just felt like there was like this dark cloud over me. Um, and I also kept getting sick. I kept getting, um, is it tonsillitis? Strep throat? Strep throat, yeah. Um, and so it was just like on and off of like getting strep throat um, for no reason. It honestly, it could have been the dining halls because those things are just <laughs> an adventure. But um, I kept getting strep throat and I just was sick. So physically, I, I felt ill. Mentally, I felt ill. And it was just, it was a very hard first semester. And so then I just remember going back home to Guatemala that for winter break. And I was still sick physically. And then like, we didn't know what it was. And so then basically, yeah, they the doctors just said, yeah, it's just strep throat again. So um, I, we basically came to the conclusion that I needed to get my tonsils removed, which is like, a whole different thing but um so that was just like a lot of pressure but then the whole thing of like you know waking up and then not feeling like you rested you just wake up and you're tired still yeah. um and I just felt sad I just felt depressed I just felt like I can't do this anymore because you know I'm afraid that I am gay 
and I am afraid that being gay means that I won't be accepted by my family, by my friends. Um, but basically what I didn't know was that, or what I was most afraid of, and I didn't know back then was that I wasn't gonna accept myself. Um, and so during that semester, I did go on a couple dates with, um, with some guys. And then I just remember after all those dates, I would come home and it just, I just felt so, I guess I just felt so dirty. I felt, I don't know, I just felt like it was wrong what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I just wasn't, I don't know, like it just felt wrong to me, but at the same time, like it felt right. Like it was just something that I did that came naturally to me. And at the same time, I just didn't like it because it just felt like I was doing something wrong. So, um, so that just added on to all the pressure and the anxiety and the depression. So then I went home for break. And then I just remember that one morning I, um, I woke up crying and my mom had gone to work. So then it was just my little brother and I at home and I woke up crying and I said, I can't be in this house and I can't let my brother see me crying. So I got out of bed, I got in my car and then I just started driving and I was crying and driving, which I probably shouldn't have done because it was very dangerous. And I just kept yelling at myself and I kept yelling like, why, why, like, why does this have to happen to me? Like, I don't want, I don't want to be like this. And so then I called my friend and I asked her like if she could meet me to just talk. Um, so I went over to her house and then she met me. And then as soon as she saw me, like I was broken. I was like just crying. And as soon as she saw me, she, her face like, just like reflected my face and it was like oh gosh what just happened and I couldn't even tell tell her I like I at that point I couldn't even say the word gay like I couldn't say like I'm gay and I could just it was like a short conversation because it mainly just involved me crying and I just kept crying to her and she basically found a way to figure out what was going on by just asking me questions. And then we basically got to the point where she said that, and this will always stay with me, that I it is who I am. And those, I always get it confused, but those that mind don't matter and those that don't mind matter. And she was referring to the people who, look, if they if they care that you're gay and they have a problem with it, then they don't matter. Because right. those, those people that truly matter, they're going to be there for you no matter what. Because they're going to love you unconditionally. Um, and that just stuck with me. Um, so she was like the first person that I ever told. And then later that night, I ended up telling my mom. And basically coming out to her. I guess for the second time, but 
I figured my, my game plan was, okay, I'll go in crying because if I'm crying, then that way I will be seen as, as like this broken thing that you can't get mad at because if you're, if you're crying, then why would you yell at someone that's crying, you know? Why would you get angry at someone that's crying? And so that's just the mindset that I had. And we basically, I went in and I just broke down in front of her and she asked me if this had to do with the conversation, because again, I couldn't say that, like, I think I'm gay, you know? So instead, I, she just asked me if this had to do with the conversation that we had couple years ago um, about all this and then I said yes and then she said that since that conversation she hasn't stopped loving me any less and that if anything it just makes me even more special to her um, and that no matter what she's always gonna love me basically um, but then again, my fear was and had been up to that point of like not being accepted by the male figures of my family. Yeah. Because that was just, that's where I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's just the male figures that are the ones that I was afraid of, I guess, of not being accepted. Um... So after that, I came back to school, um, and then I had my friend group at school, and also they were all girls, so it was easier for me to tell them. So I gathered them up on the Super Bowl, Super Bowl night, um, and I was like, hey, I have news for you all. And they all thought I was transferring, so they were all scared. And they were all like, oh my God, just tell us. And then I was like, I don't think I'm straight. And they're like, what? We thought you were transferring. And then it was just like, what? No. <laughs> um, and then it was the same of like, Philip, that's, even though that's a large part of your life, it doesn't make us love you any less. Um, and saying it to all these people, it's been, it, it was like, you know, lifting weights off my shoulders, like, okay. Slowly. Uh, slowly, like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm able to breathe even better. Um, so then I went you know, about the year, you know, I just, this whole time they were just this select group of people that knew. Um, and then they were all women. And so then I didn't, this whole time I hadn't told my dad anything. And then since I was, you know, more I was starting to accept myself more and, and discover this part of myself that just made me, you know, um, I guess it made me identify more as gay, mm -hmm. which made me push my dad away because I was even more afraid that since I am identifying as gay, because since I am embracing that part of who I am, then I feel like that's just gonna cause some tension um, with like the male figures in my life 
or with anyone, basically. Um, and so my relationship with my dad just started going downward, or um, yeah, I guess it just started to decline from my end because I barely talked to him. I, I guess, like, yeah, I barely talked to him. And he always thought that I was just angry at him. And so he, and I felt bad because like it was so unfair because I was basically just not being myself with him. But at the same time, I was just taking away like his relationship with his son because I was afraid that I was gonna lose the relationship overall. Yeah. So um, he picked me up in May um, after freshman year and then we were in the car, we were driving, and um, he likes to do really long drives, like 18-hour drives instead of flying, which is something that I'm not such a fan of because, you know, I'd rather just get there, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, so we were, you know, 12 hours in, I guess, and it was dark on the road, and we were driving, and I thought, it's a good idea to play sad music. And so, I don't know why, but I think sometimes Sia just is sad, <laughs> sad music. Is sad. So, you know, I was playing Chandelier and then <laughs> um, Broken Glass. And then I just started crying as I was driving. And then my dad just looks at me and he said, um, are you okay? <laughs> And I said, no. And so he's like, why don't you pull over? And then, because I was like in the fast lane, even though I wasn't going fast. Um, so then, basically, I pulled over, and it was like this, I don't know where we were. It was so dark, but I guess it was like this barely functioning gas station. And I pulled over, and then... We switched spots, so I passed, passed over to the passenger seat, and then he, before we started driving again, he was like, what's going on? Like, did I do something? And I said, no, it's, I feel like I'm disappointing you. And he said, why? Like, you have great grades, like, what's going on? And I was like, no, it's not about the grades. <laughs> um, and I said, I just feel like I'm letting you down. And then he just, instantly asked me is this have to do with the conversation that we had a couple years ago and I said yes and he said does does your mom know and I said yes and he said I I rather you tell me things and I learn and grow than you just keep things from me because I will never stop loving you and then you know I started crying even more um, but that was just like an instant like weight off my shoulder. Um, and so then my relationship with him just started like getting better, I guess. And, and I just felt like I could slowly start being myself around him. Yeah. Um, so then after that, I guess he was like the last person that I was afraid to tell. Um, so after that, I was just more open about it. Um, so that was freshman year. Then sophomore year started, and 
I guess that was another dark year, I guess, for me. Um, because now I've, I was at the point where like, okay, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm gay. Yeah, I'm gay. And so now I have to start figuring out how to be gay. And I get, and yeah, basically that. Um, and it all came down to me thinking, oh, if I want to be a successful gay person, then I have to have abs. If I ha want to be a successful gay person, then I have to look a certain way and act a certain way. And I can't be weird. I can't say things like this and I can't do um, certain things and I have to act a certain way um, because that's the only way that now the gay community is going to accept me. Right. So that was sophomore year. And so that just sent me down another beautiful um, dark hole because here I was again basically saying to myself, look, you can be anyone that you want except yourself. Right. You can, you can be straight and you can be this toned muscular guy with abs and everything, but you can't be yourself. And that's what I kept telling myself because that's the only way that you're gonna get accepted. So freshman year, I couldn't be myself because I was gay. And sophomore year, I couldn't be myself because I didn't have, you know, like that muscular toned body and like, I limited what I had to say because I wanted to fit in or what I thought was fitting in. And then it got to the point where like, I was so, like I would look at myself in the mirror and I was just so sad with what I saw and disappointed. And then again, I would go to sleep and then I'd wake up and I was tired and I just wasn't, you know, I just, it, something was off. And so it got to the point at the very end of that year where I said, I can't do this anymore, I have to, I have to stop waking up tired. I want to be able to see the light of day again. I want to see what, and I want to feel the beautiful mornings that I used to feel. Mm -hmm. And so that's when junior year started. That's when I met you, Carly. And I feel like, or I think that's when my true healing started because I started to embrace who I was, and then I started to actually accept all the parts of myself. And I started to focus on myself. I started to learn about myself. I started to put myself first, make myself a priority, and then allow myself to be who I really was and not be afraid that I wasn't gonna fit in. Um, and so that whole year, I just started, you know, like reading certain books and, and just learning about myself and, and just 
that's when I started meditating. That's when I started doing breathing exercises. And instead of working out, I, like I would go to the gym before and, and, you know, I would lift weights because I wanted to have this muscular body. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, I would go out and run because I wanted to be healthy. Right. I wanted to go to the gym, not because I wanted to look a certain way, but because I wanted to put my health first. So I just started to focus on myself a lot. Um, that's a very loud snore. Yeah, <laughs> Morgan's snoring in the background. And Morgan is Carly's dog, um, a little goblin. Um, and so that's when like, I started to see light again. Um, and then at the very end of the year, you know, I throughout the whole year, I basically was, whenever I met someone, I wasn't afraid of saying, or I didn't say like, hi, I'm Philip and I'm gay. I didn't say stuff like that, but I was like more like open to the fact that like if they did figure out that I was gay or that I, yeah, then I was okay with that. I didn't have to hide that anymore. And I wasn't living this double life of like, whenever I would go back home, I would have to act a certain way and, and stop being myself because I was afraid of, what was going to happen. Um, and so then that's when we got to the point where I felt comfortable in my own skin enough to buy, a, I guess it's a, I, I mean, to me, it's a pride mask, but um, since the pandemic hit, when we started wearing masks, then I bought a rainbow mask and I started wearing that around and it was so scary. Just, you know, um, I used to work at Starbucks and in the drive through just people would see me with the masks and I'm like, oh my God, they're staring into my soul. Some people were like, that's such a colorful mask. I love it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> um, it's just, I love the colors. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just, it was a big step, but I felt like I was ready for it. Um, and then June came around <clears throat> Um and I was like, okay, I think I am ready for to let the world know because I don't want to constantly be thinking, oh, I'm, I have to put myself back in a box, in a, in a straight box because I'm afraid. I'd rather just take all that weight off my shoulder. Um, and I had... I used to say, I'm never going to post anything on social media. I'm just going to tell those that are close to me. And then I did have people say like, oh, but why do you have to post it? Why do you have to, you know, like announce it to the whole world? Like, and then I used to have that, that mindset of like, why do you have to announce it? Why do you have to make the big thing? And the reason why to me it was such a big thing was because I was finally not afraid to be associated with that rainbow color or that rainbow pattern. And I was finally not afraid to wear that on on me and then be seen with that. Um, and that's why I wanted to post it because it wasn't that I wanted to make this big announcement. It was just for me, it was a big step to finally be able to show that I am not afraid to be associated with that. Yeah. Um, 
And so then I went ahead and and I posted that picture on Instagram and I got nothing but love from that. I was really exp- I was like, "All right, let's get these uh let's get these negative comments and people would message me and just say that that I was it was amazing what I had done um and that they were just so proud of who I was and and that they loved me and so I just I was overfilled with love um and ever since I've just been like you know I'm I I'd, I'd love to say that I'm like oh I'm fully healed I'm fully you know um embracing who I am but there are days where yeah I'll go back into the box and there are days where I just you know if someone's like oh Philip when are you bringing a girlfriend over and I'm like oh you know engineering is just so hard I just really have to focus on that and then there are days where I'm like no girls aren't just I guess they're not my type yeah so it's definitely going back and forth but um I am definitely at a better place than I used to be and I've definitely grown a lot so it's taking a long time and I've seen those dark days and I still see those dark days but I can finally say that I've started to see the light again and that's what truly matters to me so yeah that's um that's what my journey has been like and now we'll just see where it takes me from here and where I continue to to grow every day. So, yeah. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing. I have a question. What made you initially ask your parents or like talk to your parents about maybe liking guys in the first place? Like back when you did before college? Um no idea. I Honestly, it's one of those things that I've repressed. And I would have to do a little digging around in my brain to figure that out. But all I remember from that night was that I couldn't fall asleep because I kept crying and crying and crying. And so then I went into my parents' room and I just cried to them and told them that I thought I wasn't straight. But yeah. There's a lot of things that are hidden in my mind because they've been repressed. Um, And I mean, a lot of it has to do with like, you don't really, and it's not to place blame on anyone, but um, like, I'm not here to say, oh, it's this person's fault and that person's fault. It's just the environment that you grow up in. That's not something that you can control up until a certain point then you can say okay well I'm gonna leave this bubble but you know when you're still living at home or when you're still living when you're still a dependent person um you're growing up in this environment and I just remember like on one of the flights home I was sitting next to this couple this man and a woman and they were watching a little movie on the tv and a gay scene came up and two guys kissed they just they kissed out on the street and the girl said ew 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 stop oh, that's so gross why do they show that and then the guy was like just turn it off 
And, you know, little me just sitting next to them was like, oh, I guess being gay is wrong. Right. Um, or I just also remember when we were younger, like, if I would see, like, a gay couple, like, I couldn't even say, like, oh, look, they're gay. We would just say, oh, they're G. Like, so the, so, oh, and, you know, like, the in the... It's also a lot of pressure when, you know, politicians don't believe um, that people can be gay. Yeah. Or that um, there's certain politicians in my country that believe that they just have some interesting beliefs in terms of, like, what makes people gay. Um, and that it's definitely a sin. So growing up in that environment, in a very religious, conservative environment, where people are taught that instead of embracing and loving everyone, we should make everyone fit a certain model or a certain mold. And if they don't fit that mold, then, you know, it's frowned upon and right. that's not okay. And it just creates so much hate and it creates so much tension. And then people grow up thinking that they can't be who they really are. So, exactly. Um, yeah. So it's going back to your question. <laughs> I have no idea because it's repressed along with other things that slowly I will come to acknowledge. But um, all I'm, I'm thankful for is that I am at a much better place now. And I am finally able to say that I love who I am and who I am becoming every single day. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. You had, you were fortunate enough to have a lot of support from the people that you came out to. Yeah. Do, and that's amazing. And I also had that kind of experience for the most part. Most of the people in my life were very supportive. But just to wrap this up, do you have any advice for people who might not be getting that kind of support and like how to deal with it in their own headspace? Um, I mean, I can't, I honestly can't speak from the perspective of having like someone directly say like, oh, we, that's wrong. Like we don't accept that. So I can't really say much about that. Well, I mean, you All did, I can... though, in your head. Like, your internal... Coming out to yourself, you didn't accept yourself. It's just... I did feel a lot of pressure from myself that I wasn't going to be accepted by my family. Mm-hmm. So I have... Like, I have met individuals who... They just, they're either, they've come out and their family just doesn't accept them and therefore it just creates this like huge tension within their family and within their household. Um, And then, or sometimes they just get kicked out and then they are literally just not accepted by their family members. And so, um... I don't really, I can say that saying it and coming out is a huge relief 
it's a huge weight off my shoulder. But sometimes people aren't in a situation where they can do that because they're not safe to do that, whether it's for, you know, different reasons. But it's definitely super hard. Um depending on what your situation is but once you do come out regardless of what the this, the outcome is you will feel a huge relief mm-hmm. because at least even if you disappoint others you're making yourself proud because you are you are embracing who you really are and that's the only thing that should matter putting yourself first and then embracing who you are as a person and i think your story really did a good job of setting an example of that a long hard journey of embracing who you are but that's what coming out is i guess um well thank you so much for coming onto the podcast thank you at home for listening Um, As always, feel free to reach out if you have any questions or you need to talk. This was a very heavy episode, very triggering. I'm definitely going to put in the description that there are some trigger warnings and to be careful and to take your time getting through this episode. But thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Philip, for coming on. And like I said, thank you for creating the space to finally share basically what I went through and what I've been going through and how I got to where I am today. Um, it's not, this isn't something that I've talked to anyone about. So it's my first time sharing, um, most details about my whole journey the past four years. So thank you for creating that and allowing me to do that on here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And hopefully you reach someone. I'm sure you related to a lot of people on here, but. Yeah, I hope that I'm able to connect with as long as I'm able to connect one per- with one person, then that's all that matters to me. As long as I'm able to help one person or shine a little bit of light along their path, then that's, that's what truly matters to me, to be able to help others out in their journeys. And that's what this podcast is all about, bringing visibility to the queer community and our experiences that aren't really talked about. So... As always, thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Lots of love. Bye. If you're still here, I attached a couple of the episode bloopers to the end here if you want to listen to them. Enjoy. Good evening. I'm very excited about tonight's episode. It's not going to be... Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm not cutting that out. No, you have to. <laughs> Lots of laughs here in the studio tonight. You have to cut that out.